The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play Underdog, pick them for a chance to win 100x. Promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com for a 100% deposit match. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get rid of your first to start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Enter their free Daytona 500 contest for a chance to win $100 cash and a $100 SGPN gift card at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Daytona. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Network. Me, no voices, no guys. Me, Villain Royal, Toro Furman Jr. here at your service. Whoa, I don't have the drops ready today. Let's correct that. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Chicago Bulls last episode. Made my day. Made my day. Atlantis. Scott Steele right here. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. I had a decent rebounds in the first quarter, so that was never in doubt. Uh, but can't complain. Hopefully, we'll sweep here on Wednesday. Definitely, definitely looking for a sweep on a massive 13 game slate here. And I, Scott, this is really no time to recap or talk about anything else. We just got to get into the slate here. First up on the dock at 7 p.m. on the East Coast, we have the Miami Heat traveling on a back to back, going to play the Philadelphia 76ers. 76ers open up minus five. They're currently minus three and a half. 225 is the total injury report here for these two teams. And I have for the Miami Heat. Well, as much as I can tell you, Jimmy Butler is going to be out for personal reasons. No Terry Rozier, no Josh Richardson. They were really, really struggling in the backcourt yesterday, but it didn't matter. They they didn't miss a shot. It felt like they didn't miss a shot. They absolutely bulldozed the Milwaukee Bucks as what were they eight point dogs? I thought it was like nine, nine. I thought it was like nine or something like that. But yeah, it was around that ballpark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I think it opened up there. It closed at seven and a half, it looks like, but didn't need the points. Not at all. Philadelphia 76ers, no Tobias Harris, no Kyle Lowry, no Nicholas Batum, no Joel Embiid, DeAnthony Melton, Robert Covington still out. But they beat all Cleveland right. last time out somehow. Hey, man. Hey, man. As 10-point dogs, and, and I talked about it. I was like, hey. Philly is due. They're due, man. And they got the win as a 10-point dog against Cleveland. Now they're at home playing in Miami Heat. And Miami Heat, favorable position as an underdog. But they also did play yesterday. Let me see what they do on no rest. But what you like here today? Well, this one's a bit tricky because Miami was up by a lot. So they could have potentially coasted in the fourth quarter of that game. But you always have to worry about the potential, I'd say, fatigue. Uh, when you're a bit shorthanded and a lot of guys, including Kevin Love, for example, have to play a decent amount of minutes. Uh-huh. It was very solid last night. I think for this one, I am an only to Philly in this spot. I like what I saw against Cleveland. 
the game came down to the wire, but it really shouldn't have. They were up by, I think it was like eight or seven with like 40 seconds left, and then they almost choked the game away. But Miami dominated last night. They played basically a perfect game. You mentioned how they couldn't miss a shot the entire day. I expect some regression, and I do think that Philly with Maxi and with the uh, other options they have, Ubre was pretty good in that Cleveland game. I just think it's a good spot for people to jump on Miami after they shot the ball insanely well last night, and they kind of underachieve. But I'm going to lean to Philly is the last game, I think, before the All-Star break for both teams. So Miami might already be looking ahead to the potential All-Star break. Oh, Philly, that's a good point. I didn't even – I didn't even – I forgot about that. Let's let's see if that is. I'm pretty sure this is Miami's last game before the All-Star break. So Yeah, they're on a back-to-back. Yep, Miami does not come back until my birthday, the 23rd. So we won't see Miami until the 23rd. won't see Philly till the 22nd. Yeah, but I think Philly might end up showing up for this home game. But Miami just had a massive win against a rival. If you want to call Milwaukee a rival, uh, then they uh-huh. won that game against Philly up next. You can argue it's a rivalry game as well, but it wouldn't shock me if Miami kind of underachieved after having such a perfect game against Milwaukee on Tuesday. Uh-huh. I'm going to lean Philly. I think it's pretty interesting that with both teams being injured to hell and back, the Sixers are still favored by three uh-huh. and a half, even though Miami just beat Milwaukee by about 30. I'm going to lean to Philly in the spot. Of the 26 teams playing today, the Warriors, the Jazz, and the Grizzlies. Yes, Warriors, Jazz, and Grizzlies. Those are the only three teams that have a that are playing a back to back tomorrow. So they have one more game. Everybody else is going into the All Star break. It's good a good point to think about how everybody else is going to the All Star break. So maybe some people that say, "All right, we're done. We're done. We'll see you next week." All right, I'm. I want to go Philly with you, but I, if I fade Miami as a dog and it, it comes back to bite me, I'm really going to hurt, you know, be sick. But I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to go Philly with you. Two and four ATS. Let me make sure I got that right. Two and four ATS is the Miami Heat on a bat to back this season. Not that two, four and one, technically. Not that good. Uh,. <sighs> I'm not going to think about it. Just give Miami as a dog. As much as I want Philly to to keep this momentum going, especially after beating Cleveland, uh, they're still not that good. Maybe this is the – you got that good win against Cleveland. They kind of fall off here. And then next week when they come back from the All-Star break, they start looking a lot better. They start implementing some different things. So, all right. I'm going to go with Miami. Not really a good feel on that one. I think this one is a little bit closer uh, than three and a half. So maybe we get a one, two point win by Philly here. 225 is the total. Anything there? I think I'm going to lean under, uh, but nothing really that strong. Uh, I just expect to see a bit of a slower pace game, uh, especially if you're going to have Kevin Love and company suiting up for a decent amount of minutes. I'm going to lean under, uh, but nothing that strong. Just a hunch. All right. Yeah, I was on the under yesterday, Cash, for the Miami Heat. I'll back it again here. Uh, no, I'm kind of concerned because Philly's defense is really bad right now. What did they allow Miami to score? If they allow because Miami, what if Miami just keeps up that shooting? I'm actually I mean, kind of tempted by. I mean, if Miami keeps up the shooting, they're winning the game. Like, yeah. it's pretty difficult to. But I took uh, Miami. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying in general. So, if Miami ends up 
winning this game, they probably score, what do you think, like 117, maybe? Yeah, I think it's very similar to what they did last night. I think they had 123 last night. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's around that 117 to 120 range. Let's see. Last three, last, four of the last five have gone under for the Miami Heat. Oh wow, three of the last five have gone under for the Philadelphia 76 or so. But they haven't had a total this low. Two twenty five is super low for them. Yeah, I, I think I'm leaning a little bit closer to a Miami Heat team total over. Well, All I right. mean, uh, b- by the way, uh, according to I see somebody asking if the over under got there. Uh, Eric's asking that. Yeah, the under got there. Uh, the Bucks game yesterday was a two twenty three and a half game line to two twenty, so the under yeah. did get there. But all right, you have any player props you like? I mean, I thought about going to Ubre because uh-huh. uh, I know that Strutter's mentioned in the comment section that he's played at least thirty nine minutes in three straight games. He was very uh-huh. good against Cleveland, but the point is somebody's gonna have to score for Philly, and I do think that Ubre gets the minutes, so I think he's in line for a good game. I see Bam's points are set at twenty two and a half. He's gone under in 10 straight. He had a bunch of assists last night, but he really didn't do much when it comes to scoring. He didn't need to. He only had 16 points. But I do think 22.5 feels a bit high for a guy that's gone under in 10 straight and under in 17 of 19 games. So I'm going to lean under on BAM points. I think he could have a big impact without having a massive scoring output. So give me a similar uh, score line to last night. Maybe not the assists, but maybe BAM goes for like 18 and 12. Something like that, but twenty-two and a half mm-hmm. for a guy that's gone under in seventeen of nineteen. That line seems a bit too high to me. I'll link to Bam under for points. All right. Uh, you have. I don't really. This is an ugly one. Yeah, I don't really have yeah. anything else. This is this is an ugly one. I don't really have any props or anything. I'm kind of because I don't know what Philly is. Like I really, I want to back Philly again after that Cleveland game, but it, it could be a one-off. I really just felt like they were due that last game. It really wasn't a handicap to it. So I'm still trying to figure out this Philly team as of right now. But I might be tempted by Buddy Heald props. Buddy Heald was really good uh, in that. And game he plays. He plays a lot. Yeah, uh, I think at this point we're getting to the Nick Nurse. I'm just going to play everybody, all five guys, 40 minutes, and then everybody else fit in where you get in. I don't really know what else they're supposed to do, though. You're looking at the roster. You kind of have to play everybody else a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. Everybody talking about BAM props, BAM props. Uh, mm, I lean to an under, day. so read into that how you want to. All right. Before we get into the rest of the slate, got to talk to you about the Daytona 500 contest. Rev up those engines for the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Rod and Cody are breaking down the Daytona 500. They do trucks. They do cup. They do IndyCar. They do F1. It gives you everything you need. Enter their free Daytona 500 contest for a chance to win $100 SGPN gift card and $100 cash. Come on. It's a free contest that you can win money. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Daytona. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Daytona. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Tap in with the NBA, NHL, college basketball. Simply picking your favorite players higher or lower on their fantasy stats and cash in. You can win 100x with the spicy plays. We're playing an underdog lineup at the end of the show, so make sure you tap into that. When you sign up and use promo code SGPN, underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's NBA SGPN. I'm sorry. NBA SGPN is that promo code. NBA SGPN, underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code NBA SGPN. New York Knicks on the road. 
going to play the Orlando Magic. Orlando opened up minus one, currently minus three and a half. Two two eleven and a half is the total. Holy crap! Is this twenty twenty four? Two eleven and a half is the total. Injury report for these two teams, and we have. Dante DiVincenzo is questionable with a hamstring. Isaiah Hartenstein is questionable with Achilles. We know no Julius Randle, no OG, no Mitchell Robinson. And for the Orlando Magic, Markel Fultz is TBD, injury maintenance. They are on a back-to-back after playing the Oklahoma City Thunder last night, where the Thunder were able to get it done in Orlando. Now on a back-to-back, Orlando is 5-5 five and five this season. Five to five on five and five on no rest this season for the Atlanta Magic ATS. Scott, I think I feel like the win loss is something absurd though. Let me go look at that real quick. I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw something absurd in the win loss column. Win loss for the Atlanta Magic. It is two and eight straight up. Two and eight straight up. Five and five ATS for the Orlando Magic on a back to back here. What are you doing? Well, I'm going to ask you because you're the Knicks fan. Can your team actually beat the Magic for once? Uh, I think so here. Okay. And it's really because they got fleeced, fleeced in, in Houston. Like, it, it's really, really bad how bad they got jipped in Houston. It's pretty annoying. Well, how much do you want to actually read into that game, just to ask? Because besides the foul at the last second, the Knicks kind of showed a decent portion of that game. No, they Houston's didn't. a good home team. I don't Early agree on, they did. Then they bounced back and they. No, came back I don't agree with that. Half. They didn't. They weren't getting calls the entire game. How do you? How do? You, how are you in it and you're playing five on eight? Like they, they, they. It was the three. What was it? It was thirty three to twelve. It, I'm pretty sure it was thirty three to twelve or something absurd like that. It was the free throw disparity between the Rockets and the Knicks? And it wasn't like the Knicks weren't driving to the lane. Brunson was going to the lane consistently and not getting calls. So he's yeah, not getting sure. the calls on his end, and then you call some bullshit as. Foul on a last second, Patrick Mahomes freaking throw it up at the rim and just pray something happens. Like, come on, that's bullshit. Like, the three, the free throw disparity was horrible. The the officiating was horrible throughout the entire course of the game, and I just think that the Knicks come out for blood today. Well, I do want to ask you though, with the Knicks potentially being motivated after what happened in Houston, do you think they have enough bodies? Because we already know Randall's out. The offense has been a little bit hit or miss recently, mostly miss. DiVincenzo's been really good for you, and he might not play. So I guess what I'm asking is if Orlando is able to make life difficult for Brunson, uh-huh. do you think they have enough? Because I'm not sure they do, which might be why this total solo. I'm going to lean Orlando. I faded them yesterday with OKC. I didn't think that they'd be able to keep up offensively with OKC. I just don't know if I can trust the Knicks. Josh Hart played the entire second half against Houston. He showed he was very he's a very good player. Uh, but Brunson played most of the minutes in that game. Hardenstein might not play either. There's just so many injuries. Like I just feel like you're looking at a spot where I'm gonna lean to Orlando. They're two and zero against the Knicks of the season. We expect a physical, grinded out type game. So it might come down to the wire. But I have more faith in Orlando's offensive weapons right now than the Knicks's if DiVincenzo doesn't play. I understand Boyan can maybe step up and have a bigger game. He was pretty good in that second half, especially the fourth quarter against Houston. So maybe him and Burks can have a moment or two. But I think I'm going to lean to Orlando. You mentioned this all the time. Orlando tends to do very well against the Knicks. And it's been the case for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lean to Orlando. 
Yeah, they definitely have they definitely have their spots where they get up and really hoop against the Knicks, and it's actually pretty annoying. And uh, if it was a team that I didn't want to play after this game, it is the Orlando Magic. But I just think that this is a spot where I think Jalen Brunson is going to be able to is going to be able to have a game. I think this is the spot where he's able to have a game. Probably a lot of pick and roll, trying to get Jalen Suggs off of him, and a lot of attacking the bigs and going to the basket and getting to the fucking free throw line this time. Like, <laughs> God damn. That's one like, thing to ask. After what happened in Houston, do you think that there's an unwritten agreement to have some the refs? Let's play a game. Whistles. Let's play I'm going to assume it's not Ed Malloy after what happened in Houston. I'm going to assume it's not Ed Malloy. All right. Let's see here. NBA ref report for tonight. I don't know if Who, they announced it. Fuck! Do you even say this guy's name? What the fuck, Scott? You just go look, and if you okay. want to say his name, you can't. While, <laughs> while I pull that up, you can continue. But I'm going to lean yeah. to Orlando. I am going to lean to the under in this game. I know it's a low total, but the last meeting ended up landing 192. I just expect to see a defensive war here, so I'll lean to the under in this game. Yeah. Uh... Do you think there's a makeup whistle though for the Knicks? Yeah, not to get full conspiracy theory. I do, but we got to talk about it. I do because they because the league admitted it was the wrong call. The refs admitted it was the wrong call. Like it's right before right before the All Star break when everybody thinks everybody's not paying attention. I 100 percent think there's going to be some makeup calls. I actually, oh, yeah, for underdog. Jalen Brunson free throws made. I know it's not up there now. It'll be up there later. I'm, I'm playing his free throws made today. I think he's going to get the calls. By the way, I forgot to mention before Scott Foster is on assignment in the Miami Philly game. So oh, we got a Scott ooh. Foster sighting today. Really? I yeah. did not. I don't know. I don't know if that applies to anybody like record wise, but Scott Foster will be there. So there you go. All right. Let's see here. I'm. I slightly lean to the under, but I really more of like Knicks team total over because I just okay. think I think that the whistles are going to be there today. It would like I'm really really shocked that we didn't get another data data uh, rant in the post post press conference because it, it was it was warranted. Strutters also said earlier, uh, Rail wasn't this uh, what do you say wasn't as passionate about the Knicks until they were winning. Yeah, man, I didn't been through too many bad seasons where like at this point the bad seasons are numb to me. Like it's just numb when the Knicks are playing bad. I really don't feel any type of way. I can only feel good if they're playing well, but well, I'm going through that now with the Nets. So yeah, you gotta be, Hey man, some of us are used to losing. So we enjoy when we win now every now yep. and then. Oh, trust me. I don't, everybody else is saying that the Knicks win the finals. I haven't said that, but I'm very, very close to putting in a Knicks finals bet though. Very, very close. I just would like to see some more of these people uh, healthy. That's all I would ask. All right. Let's see here. Player props, anything else to add to this game before we go? Uh, not really. i probably like the rebounds for a couple players in this game because if Hardenstein is questionable, give uh-huh. me a chew of rebounds. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I kind of have to. What do you have, 16 rebounds against Houston? I don't think he's a good player in terms of talent, but he rebounds well. So I do think he's going to be in line for a good stat line. Maybe if you want to go Josh Hart rebounds, that's always a good move, especially if DiVincenzo is going to be out. <laughs> so maybe if you want to go for Josh Hart, RA, if you think he might get some more assists with DiVincenzo potentially not playing, I think his props are worth a look. But I do think you're going to end up seeing Boncaro probably have a decent game. 
maybe for rebounds or assists. I know he had a double-double with assists last night, so that could be worth a look. But I think uh-huh. it's mostly going to be a chewer rebounds or heart rebounds and assists as my main two plays for this game. You have anything? Yeah, that J- Jalen Brunson. I think Jalen Brunson is going to bounce back, even though Suggs is the matchup, and I know every, that's what everybody's looking at. I think that they're going to uh, a lot of pick and roll, get subs off, subs off of them, make them attack the bigs, get inside the paint, get to the foul line. So uh, I'm waiting on that free throws made prop. Jr. likes uh, Josh Hart threes today. He thinks that's the play. Uh, did I see anybody else in the chat drop something on this one before? I see Wendell Carter Jr. under seven and a half rebounds. Over only hit in two of the last nine, Strutter said. I am 100% with that because Wendell Carter Jr. is – he might make the ban list. He might make the ban list, honestly. I, I don't think I can ever take another Wendell Carter Jr. over. Like, there's been too many good matchups over the past two, three weeks that I feel like I backed him in and he sold me. So Yeah, I think uh, Patrick Beverly called him out and then Wendell forgot how to play after that. Yeah. Yeah, like pretty re- yeah, yeah, I think that was the catalyst. That might have been the catalyst. Before we get to the next game of the slate, gotta talk to you about Hall of Fame bets. NBA season. Bet bigger with the NBA season with Hall of Fame bets. Research everything in the NBA and soccer with with historical stats and data. Plus, you have the revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. Green, green, green. That's what you want to see. And you can get your expected probability for your entire parlay. It can sort out all the players by hit rate and just give you everything you need to make the most informed bet you can. Stop betting in the dark and join the over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month to start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. The Atlanta Hawks are somehow, some reason, some way, laying seven and a half on the road against Charlotte Hornets. Two thirty-eight and a half is the total. That total's actually come down from two forty-one and a half, believe it or not. Injury report here for the Atlanta Hawks, and we got Patty Mills is available to play. Onyeka Kongwu is out. Clint Capella is out. Wesley Matthews is out. AJ Griffin is out, and. For the Hornets, Cody Martin is probable. Lamelo Ball is out. Mark Williams is out. Scott Onyeka Kongu is out for seven to ten days. Bruno Fernando season. Bruno Fernando season in Atlanta. Maybe he might play eight minutes, and then they decide that they just want to go small for the rest of the game. What are you doing here? Hornets money one. Thank you. I'm glad that we could just go ahead and say that and get that out the way. I don't know how. Talk- I don't know how you're willing to play Atlanta. I I don't think you can. Uh, Trey Young was objectively bad last game against Chicago. He had 14 assists, but he couldn't shoot the ball to save his life in that game. Him and Dejounte still don't work. I I can't believe they didn't make any moves at the deadline. They just decided to go down with the ship for some reason. Maybe they'll just reassess her in the offseason. But I don't think that this Atlanta team has made any progress whatsoever throughout the entire season. They still don't guard anybody. Charlotte, for better or worse, maybe it was accidental. They traded Gordon Hayward, and they suddenly became competitive. I don't know what happened there. Trey, Trey Mann's actually been decent as kind of their de facto point guard, but I can't lay seven with Atlanta. This team just isn't good enough defensively for me to want to lay uh, with this team. But Charlotte, you're looking at this team, Bridges. I know he had some charges dropped yesterday, whatever. Uh, point is, he's still playing in the NBA. He's been very good for the last month. Brandon Miller, we know, is still solid. Uh, we saw Michich have a decent game a couple games ago, but Trey Mann's been really good ever since he's been inserted into the starting lineup. 
Uh, we talked about how Akungu is going to be out. Capella, we know, has been banged up. So I don't really know what the minute distribution is going to be for Fernando. I, I don't mind his double-double if you think he's going to play 20-plus minutes. But I do think you're looking at a spot where Charlotte at home is being a bit disrespected here. This team mm-hmm. might not look great on paper, but they've played pretty well. They beat Indiana a couple games ago. Like I think that this team's not exactly in bad form. Give me the Hornets. I think they're in line for a good game here. Eric said, I don't think I've ever heard y'all say money line that quickly. <laughs> hey, man. It's a crazy one. Hey, man. And the crazy fact that we one. said it about Charlotte, too. But, bro, I said it was insane to be laying points with Atlanta last time against Chicago, and I faded it as my dog, and we won because Atlanta is a poverty organization, <laughs> and they're just horrible. Like, they're horrible. Charlotte has won the last three meetings between these teams. <laughs> Believe it or not, including the one earlier this season, which is one of Charlotte's one, which is one of Charlotte's 12 wins this season. Mindful, they're on a winning streak of two games. So, like, I I questioned it last time. I said, hey, they really got a lot of like a lot of the nonsense out of there. They add a whole bunch of new players and those guys just got traded. They got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They want to go hoop and show that they're still. Uh, about it so i mean yeah man i'm i'm back in the new look hornets over this <laughs> this atlanta like i prefer the new look hornets over this atlanta Hawks team i really do i, I can't yep. back this Hawks team and i think that they're going to get killed on boards even though i think that there will be opportunity for you to, to play props on the atlanta sides excuse me on the atlanta side with okongu out with capella out nick richards really really should really really should dominate today Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's pretty obvious. Charlotte plus seven. Charlotte on the money line. This line is wrong. This line is completely wrong. I'm I'm fading Atlanta Hawks here. All right, two thirty eight and a half is the total. Now, I understand it is Atlanta, but in the past two games, Charlotte has given up one hundred two to Indiana, one hundred six to Memphis. Kind of not really impressed by the Memphis one, but the 102 to Indiana is pretty impressive. Honestly, even 106 to Memphis. I know Memphis isn't a good offensive team, but in today's NBA, that's not that bad. Yeah, it's really not. It's really not. I, I can't, I'm not mad at it. It's just like I see Memphis and I think about who was scoring and I'm like, oh, well, okay. But no, I'm really not mad at it. It's been pretty solid defense past two games. Kind of want to go under. Mm, let's just do Atlanta team total under. That's fine. I'll lean over in the game because Atlanta's involved, so I'm not really going to overthink it. I said I was blindly going to take overs uh, with Atlanta, and it's gone pretty well. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I, I don't mind Charlotte team total over, maybe, if you think that they're going to be competitive. Yeah, Charlotte has some fine. guys. Like, like, they're not exactly uh-huh. a great team, but you look at them and how they played recently. They're not terrible. There's, there's worse teams out there. They traded Hayward, and suddenly they remembered how to play basketball, kind of. So I think Charlotte can score. In I'm telling game. you that the trade deadline was the motivation that this team needed. They were horrible before that. Now they're com- they look competent in these two games. They look competent. Yep, I agree. All right, let me see here. I just want to check one more thing. Let's see in that last game. Yeah, that's what I thought. Miles Bridges almost had a triple double, twenty ten and seven. He had twenty one from Grant Richards. Not Richards. <laughs> Grant One. Williams coming off the bench. Seth Curry had 18 off the bench. Trey Mann, another huge stat sheet game, 11, 9, and 7. 
yeah, I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm going to go back to Trey Mann props, though. I like his rebounds and assists at 10.5. I, uh, I think that one's too game. low. Yeah, assists are solid, but I was kind of shocked he had nine rebounds last game, and I'm not sure who's exactly going to rebound the ball. Should be a Nick Richards. He hasn't exactly had many great games against Atlanta recently, partly because of you know who the centers have been for Atlanta compared to this game. But mm-hmm. I do think you're looking at what should be a decent spot for Trey Mann to keep it rolling. He's played a lot of minutes. The assists could be there. The rebounds could be there. Ten and a half, though. He's gone over in the last couple games. I don't mind that. All right. Jalen Johnson and Sadiq Bey are the next leading rebounders for the Atlanta Hawks. Don't take a shot with Bay still at Bay being at six and a half is still really, really tempting. Mm. So I like Bay at six and a half. I have to go with Richards at eight and a half and Fernando at seven and a half. Because if Bruno Fernando has a game, I don't have to play Bruno Fernando double double. I don't know it's about a game. Of- I think it's just about minutes. If he plays enough minutes, you should get a double double. Yeah. Especially and that's what I'm Trey saying. Throwing lobs. Yeah. So Bruno Fernando, what's the official line? Plus three eighty. 380 is a bargain. Yeah. I, I, I think it. that's a very solid deal. The offense is the office is tailored with him and Trey in the pick and roll. And Charlotte's not a good rebounding team. So yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah. 380 is a good price. Yeah. I thought it would be I didn't think it would be that low. 380 and then Sadiq Bay is like four four to one. I would take both uh-huh. of those. I think one of those has is a double double for sure. Jalen Johnson's minus one oh five. It's not really worth it. Sorry guys. It's not worth it. All right. <sighs> Let's see. Hayward and Rozier talking about all what? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, where's my sheets? Next game on the slate, we have that's Atlanta and Charlotte. Let's get back to where we're at in the order. There we go. Your Brooklyn Nets on the route playing the Boston Celtics. Celtics open up at 13, now 13 and a half to 28. Eight and a half is the total. These two teams are on a back-to-back playing yesterday. Where the... Yep. In Brooklyn this time around. Well, that time around, at least. And they... The Celtics did win 118-110. Depending on where you were, you either won this bet, pushed this bet, or lost because the line hovered between seven and a half, eight and a half. I think it ended at eight, so it goes on the record as a push. But some people won, some people lost, depends. 13 and a half now, Scott. I mean, it's a lot of points, but the Nets just can't beat this team. Uh, Porzingis did not play yesterday, so I'm assuming he's going to suit up in this one. But Al Horford didn't miss a shot. In the entire game, he went six of six. Tatum uh-huh. at 41. So Boston shot the ball pretty well. I mean, 13 and a half is massive. Boston, I get, is very good at home, but we've seen them stumble covering by margin recently. Lost uh-huh. outright to the Lakers. They barely beat the Wizards at home. I think I'm going to lean to the Nets. 13 and a half just feels too steep. I don't know why Boston would go out of their way to humiliate this team. It just feels like Boston's going to get up early. They're going to coast and they'll win this game by like 10. But it's the final game before the All-Star break. I don't see the Celtics completely destroying this team. I think it's going to be close, kind of. Boston wins but doesn't cover. It's kind of been the trend for the last couple weeks, right? Boston winning but not covering big spreads. Yep, pretty much. That's why Fate and Celtics here. 
Nets plus 13 and a half. Rather easy for me. 228 and a half is total. I mean, the first, I mean, the yesterday's game landed 228. 228. So I guess I'm going to lean under. It's a deja vu have... game. It's a deja vu game. You got to respect under. Well, deja vu game, as in. Tatum had 41, didn't he? Yeah, he had 41. Yeah. Respect and the deja Horf- vu. And game. Horford had double digits. So, yeah, I'm probably on the under. Yeah, they're not doing that. They're not doing that again. Let me see. Do you have anything else you want to add? I just want to just check in the box score again, making sure I'm not tripping. Yeah. Tatum at 41. Yeah. Yeah. 41, 19, Jalen Brown, 16. Everybody in all the starters are in double figures. Got nothing from the bench per usual. Cam Thomas, Kel Bridges, good games. Lonnie Walker. Shout out to Lonnie Walker. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's what I that's what I felt like happened. So all right. I don't think yeah, I have I don't funny. think I have any props either. I, I got basically nothing for this game. Yeah, it just happened yesterday. You just handicapped it yesterday. Just yeah. play the same thing. <laughs> Trust your gut. All right. I'm really good on that one. You know I don't like Celtics basketball. Indiana Pacers on the road going to play the Toronto Raptors. Raptors open up minus two and a half, currently minus three and a half. Not Raptors, I'm sorry. Indiana. I apologize. Correction there on my part. Indiana opened up minus two and a half, currently minus three and a half. 245 is the total injury report here for these two teams. And we have for the Indiana Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton is questionable. Miles Turner is questionable. Ben Matherin is questionable. James Johnson. <laughs> they have James Johnson listed as out. Like, I, I wasn't expecting that. But James Johnson is out. Jalen Smith is out. And for the Raptors, RJ Barrett is questionable with personal reasons. Indiana's coming off a loss to Charlotte. I'm just going to ask you directly: Does any part of you actually want to take Toronto? Because this team's bad. Not really. Objectively bad. They got destroyed. Their they got destroyed in three of their past five, but the last two games have been horrible. Yeah, Wemby had a triple double with blocks. Uh, They lost by 23 at home to the Spurs. So. Yeah, Indiana's been fine. I mean, they've lost two or three. Golden State's been on fire, though. They beat the Knicks because Halliburton owns that team. And then they're losing to Charlotte. I'm just going to take Indiana. It's Siakam's first game back in Toronto. Maybe he has a good game. We'll see what happens there. But I just don't think Toronto's any good. I- I've said it for a Ooh. while. They're, they're a bad but fun team. Scotty Barnes is leaving the bench early with like five seconds on the clock. Pulled the LeBron move where he left early. I don't want to touch Toronto with a 10-foot pole. This team sucks. Like, they're just not very good at basketball. I think that Indiana, after losing to Charlotte, should be motivated. I think Carlisle gets on his guys to make sure that they bounce back. Maybe Siakam has a great game. Maybe he doesn't. But I think Halliburton's going to have a lot of assists anyway. I just don't think Toronto's a good basketball team. So I'll go with Indiana in this one. Maybe Miles Turner blocks if you want to go for a block angle. But Uh I just think that Indiana's the better team. Simply put. Yeah. Uh, like, by far and away, the better team. And I just, I mean, at this point, it's, it's getting hard to point out what the Raptors actually do well. Like, at what point would I actually like backing this Raptors team? 
And it is really, really short by case by case basis, but they're getting to the point where they can't really score that well. They don't defend at all. They run a slow pace. I mean, it's just it don't stop anything inside the paint. Like there's really, really nothing to like here. And honestly, truly, honestly, truly, this should be the situation where the Indiana Pacers run away with it. This is where you start to differentiate yourself from the other teams, from the bad teams in the East and say, no, we are a playoff team. We are better than them. We are going to blow this team out. They really, really should. I don't know because their defense is horrible, but they really, really should. I'm going with Indiana here. Minus three and a half. I kind of want to lock it, but I'm not going to. I do like the Pascal Siakam revenge angle, though. So, Indiana, for me, and I'm taking an Indiana team total over after losing to Charlotte. They should this look a lot sharper offensively in this game. Do you think this total is scored one oh one oh one oh two? This Indiana yeah. team, one oh two. Is that? Mm, wait a minute. Now that I think about it, I mean, I'm sure they probably had a dud where they just didn't show up anywhere. But is 102 their lowest output of the season? No, I'm sure they've had less than 100 on occasion. But I don't know if Halliburton played in those games, so they might not truly count for this. But while you pull that up, I mean, Indiana, 245 and a half, though, feels massive to me. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm going to lean under in this game. Toronto scored less than 100 in two straight games, less than 108 in three straight games. And Indiana, don't get me wrong, they can put up some massive amounts of points, but sometimes they just don't show up offensively. There's a bit too much uncertainty offensively for me with these two teams. I'm going to lean under. I just think this total's a bit high. I, I think it might be close, but 245 and a half feels massive for a total. Hey, man, this is the lowest out. That was the lowest output of their entire season. They never what? had a game that was lower than 102. They've had okay. 103, they've had 104, 105, never anything lower than 102. Lowest output for the entire season. There was that game where Boston beat them by 50. I, I wasn't sure if Indiana... They had 104 in that game. That's the they game did. that okay. that's the game I immediately went to. They had 104. <laughs> oh, man. Charlotte holds Indiana to their lowest total of the season. That's crazy. All right. You on the over or the under in this game? I'm on the over. This okay. is a bounce back spot. Indiana teams are over for sure. And if anything you want for props, or should we just move on? Uh, let's see here. You like the over, so I'm assuming you're blind with yeah. Halliburton assists. Halliburton so. assists. I, I will back the Pascal Siakam revenge game for sure. Uh, let's How see do you want to back it? You want to go triple double angle? You want to go rebounds, double double? What do you have in mind? Mm, I think mm, they really should. He really should get the boards. I think I can back a double. What's the double double price? I think I can back a double double today. Oh, uh, let me check. Double double, double, double three to one. Siakam, three to one. It's three twenty. If you want to shop around, if yeah. you want to go for triple double though, and you want to be a lunatic, triple double for Siakam right now does not exist. So mm-hmm. actually, wait a second. It might exist. I gotta adjust some things. No, I don't see it. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, but it might be up there. I could check individually, but the database I'm using doesn't have it. So let me just check. But mm. double double at 320. I don't mind that. Let me see here. Uh, I, I think that the last person I probably have back is Ben Matherin, just because he likes to uh, 
likes to attack the basket, and Toronto cannot guard the painted area at all. Then like, Smith might be interesting. He's gotten a big yeah. promotion after Buddy Heald got traded. That's what I was looking at, Matherin and Neesmith, as the two slashers that, you know, like to get to the ring. All right, let's yeah, see I, here. I don't, I don't see Siakam posted for triple-double. I only see Barnes and Halliburton. But I can try to build it myself. Uh, so just give me a second if I want to do the same game, just for reference. And Ben Matherin's had some pretty solid games. 15, 21, 15, 5. Uh, so I'll probably look for Matherin points today. Have a good game against the Raptors. Yeah, right. So Siakam's six, six plus assists is plus 360. It doesn't give me eight or ten. But if you want to go for ten rebounds, six assists, you can find that at 888. You might All be right. able to find a better line. I can look offshore to see if there is a quick uh, triple-double line, if you want to just give me a second. But, yeah. I don't know if you even think it's possible that he gets a triple-double. I'm just kind of spitballing ideas. Uh, I like it. I like it. Let's see here. I'll back quickly, too. By the way, just throwing it out there. He's been really bad the last couple games, but maybe he's in line for a bounce back. I think it's going to go. Maybe. I think this is going to be a high scoring game because, as much as I would like Indiana to just completely roll over Toronto, not let them score and put up a, a high points total, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to let them get at least like 110. All right. All right. Next game, we have the Chicago Bulls on the road going to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland opened up in a stage through to minus eight and a half to 22 and a half is the total here. Injury report. And we have for the Chicago Bulls, whenever I find where's the, oh, there they are. Tory Craig, probable. Alex Grusso, questionable. Dalen Terry, probable. No Patrick Williams, no Zach Levine. For the Cavs, Dean Wade, questionable with an illness. All right. I don't know if I can step in front of Cleveland. I know they lost to Philly their last time out. You can argue maybe it's a spot to back Chicago because they've been somewhat competitive. They're really not a good road team at all. Uh-huh. They beat Atlanta, which means nothing to me because Atlanta's just a laughing stock. So Cleveland's been one of the hottest teams in the league for the last two months. So the question is, do you want to actually go against them or didn't they bounce back after losing to Philly? I'm going to lean to option B. I'm going to lean to Cleveland. I feel like Cleveland has like two losses over the past month. I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they are. What are they like seventeen and two in their last nineteen? Yeah, I, I think it's something like that. I'm pretty. They sure faced off two like times this season. Cleveland's won each meeting by fourteen plus points. They faced off in January, mid-January in Cleveland. They won one hundred nine to ninety-one. I just think Cleveland has this team's number, and Chicago's played well recently. They have won three of four. But I do think Cleveland's the better team by a decent margin. So I'm going to lean to Cleveland. Since the top of the year, Cleveland has lost three games. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to back Cleveland in a bounce back spot here. I'll lay eight and a half. And it's a good way to fade the Bulls. I actually didn't even like taking the Bulls against Atlanta, but it was just really disrespectful because Atlanta sucks. But now I get a chance to fade them again. I will. I'll take Cleveland minus eight and a half. Depending if Caruso plays or not, if Caruso continue, if Caruso does not play, and they just sit him for the and say you're done till the over the, and I don't know why you would play him at this point. Matter of fact, we should really 
challenge a lot of those questionable tags. Why would you play them the last game before the All-Star break? Just send them for the All-Star break, see them when you get back. But I guess people feel like they're competitive and they want to try to win this game. So if Caruso doesn't play, I'll take Cleveland team total over. I agree. That's what I was going to say. I like the over if Caruso doesn't play because he's easily their best defensive player. Mitchell's had a pretty good career of torching Chicago, so I think he's in line for a good game, too. I don't mind Mitchell threes. Didn't he give them like 70? That, but, Isn't that yeah. who he gave 70? He gave them 70 last year. Uh, yeah. So he has a history of doing well against Chicago. But I am going to lean to the over. I'm going to lean to, to uh, Cleveland. I, I just think Cleveland's got too much size in the interior. I think that they have too much talent in general with Garland and with Mitchell. That's good enough for me. I'll, I'll lean to the Cavs, eight and a half. All right. We both agree on the total there. I echo your sentiments. Player props. Eddie. Eddie's in the chat, so you know who Eddie talking about. Afro man. Pretty solid. I mean, what was it? Uh, What do you have? 20 and 10 last game? I think so. Uh, I know Mobley rebounds has been solid. Uh, it's kind of tricky because anytime you have Mobley and Allen together, you have to worry about who's going to take away each other's rebounds. But Mobley's been really good on the glass, just a segue. Uh, I know Jared Allen's been good, too. Uh, but Mobley, if you want to go for his rebounds, you can find his rebounds available at about nine and a half. He's gone oh. over in four of the last five. He has gone uh, over in each of the last three. Uh, so you can make an argument for maybe Mobley double-double. The problem is against Chicago, historically, he's not exactly done that well rebounding, but he has not played in either meeting this season. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you actually want to draw from that. This is based on last year's numbers, but mobile rebounds has been good uh, for the last couple weeks. So that's an option as well. If you want to go with it. I do not see this player listed, which wouldn't make sense. And, but when he is listed, hopefully he is. I would play Andre Drummond. Okay. Because the bulls very recently, especially when they've been playing the taller teams of the NBA, they have they have been perfectly fine running out a Vucevic drumming lineup in you know different portions of the game and just trying to control the glass. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure was it last game against the Hawks? They had some type of lineup that was like Drummond, Vucevic, Kobe White, Tory Craig, and then it was somebody else that's tall as shit too. And I was like, damn, Tory Craig, <laughs> Drummond, and uh, freaking Vucevic. I can't remember who's the last person that lined up, but I remember watching like, damn, this is a this is a tall-ass lineup that's on the court right now. So interested to see uh, the rotations for Chicago. But I would play Drummond today because they're going to need him. They're going to need him to combat the uh, Twin Towers over there in Chicago. All right. Anything else you got? Yeah, I mentioned Mitchell before. Uh, Chicago's one of the Can worst. Can we play a drop here? I think we should play a drop here. Yeah, if you want to. It is a big spread. Looking at Mitchell's numbers, by the way, he's had at least four threes in 13 of the last 20 games, at least four uh-huh. threes in five of the last six. Chicago's one of the worst three-point defenses in the league. So I do like Mitchell... First points, I like those oh. as well. It's at 28 and a half. He's done well against Chicago. Uh, 71, 29, and 34. So he's gone over this number as well. But I like the threes uh, for Mitchell in this game at three and a half. All right. 
I love this team. I'm starting to really, really like this team. Which team? <laughs> the Washington Wizards on the road going to play the New Orleans Pelicans. The Wizards went out, got the cover for me. They were winning majority of the game, but in Wizards fashion, they blew the game. Of course. But shout you, out but to Jordan that, Poole. Shout out to Jordan Poole. But plus 12 was never in doubt. They got the cover yet again. Scott, it's been... I mean, again, the Phoenix game is really, really like the lone dark spot. But they forced a lot of these games really, really close for like yeah. two, three weeks in change now. So now we have the Wizards yet again going up against the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans. Minus 12 and a half for the Pelicans. 235 is the total. That actually came down from 237 and a half. Injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Washington Wizards, Isaiah Livers is out. For the New Orleans Pelicans, Zion is questionable with a foot injury. Cody Zeller is questionable with the knee. Dyson Daniels is going to be missing some time. Uh, Zion was questionable last game. He ended up playing and played 35 minutes at that, so. It wasn't that effective, though. I think he only had like 14 points, but he did play. Yeah. Zion's just kind of a guy in the league now. Like, I, I really, I, I can't remember. Like, we don't even talk about Zion, honestly. We, I think we he's better than just games, the guy. We don't talk about him. He's better he than just like the guy, guy, but I don't know if I want to group him in the Ingram category, but he's people. He's a type of player who people keep expecting to turn into a superstar, and you just know this is who he is. When's the last time we've had a real, like a real Zion discourse on the show? We talk about the Pelicans game, and we don't even mention Zion Williamson. Like, imagine us talking about the Warriors did not mention his stuff. We were on pace for a decent Zion game against the Lakers because he had like twenty-two at the half, twenty-five at the half, and then he scored like seven points or eight points in the second half, and he just was completely non-existent. Zion, it just feels like he takes a lot of possessions off, and from my experience of watching the Pelicans. I just feel like he kind of goes through the motions. There's not much basketball IQ there, in my opinion. But Zion is still a solid player. He's just not going to become that superstar guy that they were hoping he'd be. They took Uh him number one overall. So I group him with the Ingrams of the world, those kind of guys who can give you a bucket. But you kind of want them to make that superstar leap. And for the most part, they're just not going to do it. Which is kind of an interesting coincidence that both Ingram and Zion are on the same team. Maybe you'll agree uh-huh. with me on that, uh, with that comp. Not for the actual style of play, but for uh-huh. the flaw with their game. This is who they are. You feel like they've kind of plateaued. That's kind of my point. You agree yeah. with that? Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I'm assuming you're on Washington because this team's actually been competitive lately. Oh, yeah. Five of their last six, they've they've covered this line. <laughs> um, I agree with you on the Wizards. I think 12 and a half is too big. I took the under overnight at 236.5. It's now at 235.5, even 235. I don't know if Zion's going to play in this game. You mentioned before in the last game, a lot of teams, you don't know who's actually going to let the players play if they're questionable because of the all-star breakup next. Zion's the best-case scenario of why the hell would we play this guy. So Uh it would not shock me if Zion is a late scratch for this matchup. But I like the under. I like the Wizards. Give me a pretty ugly game. The Pelicans defensively have been great lately, but offensively they've kind of been horrible, and nobody's uh-huh. really talking about it because they've won anyway. But the last two games that the Pel- the uh, Pelicans have played, each of those two games went below 184, 
and the totals at 235 and a half. It was against Memphis. They won 96 to 87. Played Portland, won 93 to 84. So ever since they gave up 139 to the Lakers, they've been really good defensively. And even if you want to ignore the Lakers game, only gave up 106 to the Clippers, gave up 100 to Toronto. The team defensively has been fine. Washington only gave up 112 to Dallas, gave up 119 to Philly, 114 to Cleveland. Both teams defensively have not been that bad. So I'm going to lean to the under, and I'll lean to to, uh, the Wizards. All right. I'm with you on the under. Like I said, I've talked about Washington. I feel like Washington's been playing better defensively, so... This Washington team, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not ready to fade them right now. And it's so funny because why am I so willing to back a nine win Washington team rather than back the the Hawks or (laughs) a lot of the other teams that I fade this this season? But no, man, Washington. They keep getting close to their covering. Thing. That's all I ask. Atlanta doesn't try to play defense. Washington's trying, and you can make an argument yeah. that even with all the trades and the moves that they've made and the injuries, Avdia has been really good recently. Yep. Kuzma's had some moments. Uh, Tyus Jones, I still like as an overall point guard. They have some guys with some trade value. The mm. team's going to suck, but at, at least they have some guys who I know can step up and give you a decent game. All right. Next up. Houston Rockets on the road going to play the Memphis Grizzlies. Houston laying two and a half here. Open up five and a half. Now it's down two and a half. Two eighteen and a half is the total. That's up three points. Injury report for the Houston Rockets. And we have Reggie Book questionable. Cam Whitmore is out. Fred Van Fleet's out. Sorry, Easton's out for the Grizzlies. Gigi Jackson is available after that. Random ass suspension. I didn't even look into why he got suspended. I don't know if it came out or not, but they're just some uh, team stuff. I don't know. My guess is he missed curfew or he showed up late for a practice or something, if I had to guess. I believe it. He's like 19, too. So that's what I'm saying. It was probably something yeah. minor, and they're like, well, we got to send him a message. So, so probably- we'll, we'll suspend him for a game. He'll miss that check, too. So <laughs> yeah. uh, he'll miss that check. So he definitely might alert his lesson there. All right. Derek Rose is questionable. Zaire Williams is questionable. I didn't know that, actually. Zaire Williams is questionable. Scotty Pippen Jr. is out. Uh, no Desmond Bain, no Marcus Smart, no Brandon Clark, no Jake Rovia. Do you want to take Memphis? They've lost nine straight. Yeah, I do. You do? Okay. Yep, 100%. I do. I want to hear the case. They're competitive at home. They're competitive. This team this team never goes away, and I don't think Houston is the team that I'm sitting here saying that they're 100% going to go get a win. Like, they're 100% going to beat this team. This Memphis team has a quality tier of opponents that they can be competitive slash win games against, and it's typically towards the lower tier, lower half of the tier. And so – now we're getting them as a dog. No expectation is that minus five and that random ass minus five and a half against the Hornets was crazy. But now we're getting them back as a dog. No expectations here at home. Uh, they covered the line against the Pelicans last time out. They continue to find ways to cover games and be in games. They probably would have covered the, the sh- Chicago game, but they ended up blowing that one late. I like Memphis early in this game. I think that, this Houston team reeling off of that win against the Knicks. This is a nice bounce back spot. Well, not bounce back, but a nice let down spot for Houston and a nice bounce back spot for Memphis going into the all-star break with all the injuries that they do have. So defensively, I think Memphis is going to be tapped in 
And it just takes Jaron Jackson Jr. having a major game that's going to be able to push them to a win because I don't think either team is going to score much in this one. So I'm all over Memphis here in a bounce back spot. Memphis plus two and a half on the money line at home. I like the under uh, in general at 218 and a half. The issue with Houston is the fact that this team is five and 20 straight up on the road. But Memphis is five and twenty straight up at home, so I guess it's a wash. Houston has won the first three meetings though this season. They are three and zero, uh, with each win coming by at least seven points, including the last game late December, so it was a while ago. But it was in uh-huh. Memphis, and they did win by seven. I'm going to lean to Houston. I'm not going to back a team that's lost nine straight. I-, I feel like even if you want to make a case for Memphis, I can understand the argument being Houston being this bad on the road. <laughs> Nine straight, though, with this many injuries, I can't do it. Memphis is a borderline G League team at this point, so I'm just going to lean to Houston. Houston was playing with three additional players last game and still almost lost. Um, to be fair, though, the Knicks are a good team, to be fair. but Yeah, yeah but – and so I don't think I don't think Lady Luck's going to be on their side in this game. This feels like a Memphis get-up-at-home game. Uh, I'm right. going to keep saying anything that's lost in nine straight. But if Memphis wins, I wouldn't be totally shocked, but I'll mm-hmm. take the number. I like Aldama props, though. I like his unders. He's been really bad lately. I'm weak. I was just about to ask you about props. All right. Sensei Aldama under. Why is my. Now my screen. It's at 18 and a half points and rebounds. He's gone mm-hmm. under in four of five. He had six points, four rebounds against the Pelicans last time out, so he was really bad in that game. I'm trying to see if there's PRA uh, available. That's at 21 and a half. Uh, nah, because he has some assists here and there. Yeah, I think it's just the PR. It was at 20 and a half last game. Now it's down to 18 and a half, but I still think that he's in line to go under. Uh, yeah, four of the last five, gone under in 15 of the last 20. I'll keep taking the unders with him. Look at his games against Houston. Uh, he's gone under in seven straight PR mm-hmm. against uh, Houston. So give me Aldama under 18 and a half PR. All right. I will see your Aldama under and I will raise you. Everybody's under. Okay. This is going to be an yeah. ugly game. I figured you're going to be all over Dylan Brooks unders because he made every three pointer against the Knicks last game. Yes. And it was actually really fucking annoying. Like it really, really annoying. He couldn't miss. Begging for a miss, couldn't miss. Yeah, no, I'm fading everybody. I think every. I think this is a this is an ugly game. I think this is an ugly, ugly game. I think GG, not GG. I'm sorry. I think uh, Triple J and Shangoon are gonna kind of counteract each other with the fact of he could probably probably have a pretty good defensive scheme against Shangoon, but Shangoon is also going to put him in foul trouble. So I just think that neither one of those are going to really have too too many good games. Maybe. Uh, Triple J has that big, you know, 40 piece that he randomly has out of nowhere every few weeks or so. But I don't trust Jalen Green enough. Don't trust B- Dylan Brooks. Vince Williams is somebody that I like. So I can't, I can't say yeah, that on Vince Williams. But everybody one. else, everybody else, Adama, like, kind of, everybody, I just, I, when I look at the props, I say, wow, I really don't like any of you guys to do anything today. So I just feel like this is an all under game. Mm. All right. Next game on the slate. San Antonio Spurs on the road. Going to play Dallas Mavericks. Dallas opened up minus 12. They are currently minus 11. 242.5 is total. Injury report here for the San Antonio Spurs. 
And Charles Bassey out for the season for the Dallas Mavericks. Luca, probable. Kyrie, probable. Derek Lively, questionable. Maxi Kleber, questionable. Dante Exum, out. Playing 11 with Dallas at home. The Spurs had a great game last time out, but is that a one-off? We'll start there. Mm, potentially a one-off because it's Toronto. Toronto's really fucking bad. And I just don't I, – I don't think the Spurs are holding anybody under 99.2 games in a row. I mean, under 100.2 games in a row. But yeah, it's Dallas at home. Dallas is a home favorite. And Dallas is a home favorite of 10 or more. It's kind of a face spot. The problem you run into, though, is the fact that Dallas was getting their ass kicked by the Wizards for a decent portion of that game before completely dominating the fourth quarter. The yep. Wizards, though, we said, have been competitive, at least more so than the record indicates. So I do think that Dallas is a team that I still have a hard time wanting to lay this number with, but they are obviously the more talented team, and it's not even close. I I think this line's really, really high, isn't it? 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it, but I don't know if I feel great going to the window with it. I don't feel great ever taking the Spurs, though. So, but what do you think? I'll, did, I'll take my shot. Up, wait, your shot with what? Which side? With Spurs. I'll okay. take Spurs. Plus 11. I mean, I come on, if Dallas is, yeah. is going to play defense and, and keep giving the Spurs opportunity, they could keep they could keep this close. Like, they really, they were really Dallas. getting ran out the gym earlier in that game. They were. I'm, I'm hoping that after that no-show for the first half or so that they're going to show up with some motivation for the final game before the All-Star break. I'm going to lean Dallas, though. They've scored at least 126 in each of the first two meetings. They won the last meeting, the only meeting at home this season against San Antonio, 144-119. to 119. I'm going to lean over in this game. I see points, but I am going to lean to Dallas. They've won five straight. They've been good. Gafford's been great. So I just think that Dallas is going to win this game by 15. Yeah. I'm on the other side. Give me the under to San Antonio. I think San Antonio's been playing better defense, and uh, they're going to keep this one close. And so, is it going to be 99? No. Is it going to be 111, 115, 116, somewhere around there? Probably so. And they get a very narrow win. So, I'm going to go with San Antonio. I think Dallas might score 130 tonight, but that's just my opinion. Ooh. Dallas back. Yep. All right. Play props. What you got? We got to take Gafford, don't we? I don't know how you can't. I mean, he's been great. His line has been too low. I think his PR last game was seventeen and a half, and he yeah, I think it was. Like it might have been sixteen change. and a half. Might have really been. He absolutely crushed it, though. I had the double. I had the uh, double double at plus four twenty. That got there easily. Uh, yep. So I have to run it back with him. The Spurs give up a lot of points to opposing centers, which might sound. A bit surprising because Wembenyama gets so many blocks per game. But it's because Wembenyama chases blocks. So he gives up a lot of offensive rebounds and he sometimes loses containment on centers. Gafford's a good roamer. I am wondering with Luka constantly running pick and rolls, are they going to switch Victor onto him? Which might set up some opportunities, some you know drop passes to uh, Gafford in the low block for some easy points. But I do think Gafford, when his points prop comes out, if it's not out already... I'd be tempted by the over there. Maybe rebounds if you want to go for that angle too, but I think Gafford's actually in line for a pretty decent game. Yep. All right. I and look at triple would... doubles always in the always in the queue. 
especially against San Antonio. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Vassell, back Vassell today. Wimby, that Wimby blocks was crazy the other day. Yeah, just triple double eight ten. Yes, so insane. All right, uh, and a Trey Jones, Trey Jones assist line. Me and Trey Jones go over his assist today. Okay. Let's see how many games we got left. Ooh, we still got four left. It's a huge slate today. Pause. All right. Los Angeles Lakers on the road going to play the Utah Jazz. Utah is laying five and a half, 240 and a half is the total injury report. And we have no Braun for this Lakers team that played yesterday against the Pistons. Braun came out last night, said he is not going to play today. No Max Christie, Jeremy Vanderbilt, Cam Reddish, Gabe Vincent. And clean injury report for the Utah Jazz. LeBron wanted to start the All-Star break early, so yep. he's he left. I mean, it's, I'm going to ask you because you support the a, Jazz. They've yeah. been really bad lately. Yeah, this is the bounce back. They destroyed this Lakers team in Utah. This is about a part of me, a part of me wants to take the Lakers at five and a half. I really don't like laying points with Utah. They've been better this year laying points than in previous years, but we've seen the Lakers step up on occasion. Uh, it was also with it without Anthony Davis though against the uh, the Celtics where they came out and they won that game on the road. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to lean the Lakers, but LeBron sitting does tell me maybe the Lakers just mentally packed it. In Would already. you be leaning Lakers if you didn't take the Pistons yesterday? Because everybody and their mom was on the Pistons yesterday. Well, so if the Pistons I, had like, well, let me let me let me change that. If the Pistons had covered that game, would you still be taking the Lakers in this spot? I might because the Jazz have been that bad. Like that, that's the problem that I run into. They had a nice. I mean, they've been pretty decent at home. Golden State killed them, but Golden State's been on fire. Uh, they beat OKC by seven. Beat Milwaukee by fifteen. Like, so what's that bad? I mean, the Philly the Philly loss is they kinda, lost Philly at a Maxi at a fifty piece. Though. Yeah, like but yeah. like they lost the they lost the Phoenix and they lost the Golden State, who's fucking scorching right now. But yeah, Utah Utah minus five and a half. This is a lock. I'm probably gonna lock up Utah again. I know they they just folded with me against Golden State and I faded that hot Golden State team. But Utah at home versus the Lakers, they've covered four of the last five against the Lakers. They play this team tough all the time. There's no Braun. Lakers team actually really sucks where I think Utah has a lot to be proud of. And you're getting Jordan Clarkson against the Lakers. Like, I, I'm i going to lean Lakers, but I'm probably not going to bet it. But I do like D'Lo props. Well, Braun's not playing, say less. D'Lo's taking 20 shots tonight. I'll take D'Lo props. Utah is 18 and 7 ATS at home, 10 and 4 as a favorite this season. Yeah, that's a lot better than they were in previous years. Last year they were useless as a favorite. But yeah, only to the Lakers. So not really a strong opinion. You. I'm not gonna bet it. Yeah. I like I'm the over Utah. though. I see points. I think Utah yeah, I think because I think Utah's gonna score. I think, I think Utah's gonna too. run them out of the gym. So I like the over. All right. I'm on the over last two, meeting, but... by the way, was two was two fifty seven. The only meeting in Utah. So two fifty seven. Yeah, I'll take the over. This is the perfect spot. Everybody and watch everybody starts playing Lakers today because they got the cover against the Pistons because everybody and their moms on the Pistons. And this was the real day that you were supposed to fade the Lakers. It was today. So Utah minus five and a half player props. Anything else you like? 
Uh, I mean, Anthony Davis rebounds is tempting, but it's a back-to-back, so we don't exactly know if AD is going to even show up mentally for this game. I mentioned D'Lo. I think D'Lo's in one for a good game. I'm still not the biggest fan of his, but he has been a lot better over the last month and change, but it's mostly based on volume. I just expect him to take a ton of shots. It's as simple as that. So I would look for D'Lo to have a good game. Maybe Reeves, if you think he has a good game too. Do you like Lori props? Who are you going with for Utah? Utah, you look at his last four games against the Lakers. Well, we'll go last five games against the Lakers. Jordan Clarkson has 19, 20, 22, 7 in 24 minutes and 21. Okay. Do you like Clarkson points? So I don't mind Kessler think, blocks in this game. I think he might have a decent showing here. He's been starting. Very good rim protector. Yep. The concern is the foul trouble with AD, but I do like Kessler blocks if you want to block prop. Yeah, I agree. I like that. But Clarkson was the first name that I had written down in the pseudo revenge game that he gets up for. He's had like a number of 20-point games against the Lakers. He's put up pretty pretty good games against the Lakers in the past whenever, whenever he gets the opportunity. So, uh yeah, some of it's been up and down, but he's got boatload of opportunity with this Utah team. So I think that he's going to go ahead and be able to get it done. <laughs> All right. I'm going to parlay that. Jordan Clarkson in Utah. Okay. That might be. That might be a play later today. All right. Also on a back-to-back. Detroit Pistons. Wow, they have eight wins. They Shout won a couple them. like a week or two ago. No, I know. I mean, I know, but it's like when you look at it, it's like, oh, hey, you're so close to not being the worst team in the league. Like you're right there. Well, well they were on the losing streak, and I believe their live win total for the season was eight and a half. So they're on the cusp. I, people, I think it was uh, at ten and a half when I told people to jump in and bet the over when Killian Hayes got cut. I think it was at ten and a half then. Mm-hmm. So, sweating out three more wins the rest of the season. But no Killian Hayes. Pretty sure we can get there. All right. That Pistons team is going up against Suns. Suns are laying 13 in the Valley. 236.5 is total injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, we'll see a TBD on Kay Cunningham. He might sit because of injury management. Quentin Grimes didn't play. So, TBD there. No beef stew. Uh, Daddy Sean just got signed to the Suns, so he may play, may not. Bradley Beal is not playing in this game. He left that game yesterday early with the hamstring injury. And no Damian Lee looking at both of these two teams and how they play on no rest. Three and six ATS for the Detroit Pistons and Phoenix towards the top of the league. No rest. Six and two straight up. I mean, six and two straight up. Yes, six and two straight up. Three and six straight up for the Pistons. I'm sorry, that was not ATS numbers. Those were straight up numbers. Six and two straight up for the Suns and three and six straight up for the Pistons. ATS, however, this Phoenix team is wherever I find them at. Four and four. Four and four ATS. And the Pistons are five and four. So, hmm. Okay. All right. Pistons are better against the spread than they are straight up on the back-to-back. Inverse for the Phoenix Suns. What are you doing here laying 13 in the Valley? Yeah, I lost to the Pistons last night. I'm taking the Pistons. This line's too big. I told myself as I was watching the Suns and Kings game, and Mm -hmm. I saw that they were both playing on Wednesday, I'm fading Mm -hmm. both these teams. 
that game must have been exhausting. It was a hell of a basketball game, bunch of points, yeah. a lot of pace. I just think before the All-Star break, both teams mentally have checked out uh, for the final game on Wednesday. The mm-hmm. Suns, Beal's out. Uh, we saw Booker dominate the fourth quarter. Durant had 28. A uh, shout-out to him. He helped cash the underdog lineup that uh, or entry that Munaf and I had. But I do think that it's a bad spot for Phoenix. You won a game, very competitive. Now you're against the bottom feeder. They're going to no-show this game. I, I feel like... Before the All-Star break? 100% yeah, no-show. 100% they might be alive no to win this game. They might be alive to win this game. Dude. 100% no-show. I'm going to lean to the Pistons. They lost to the Lakers by 14. It happens. You know, I tried with 10 and a half. They fell a bit short. Mm-hmm. But it's a big spread. If Phoenix was not on a back-to-back, I'd consider it. But with this team, an older team on a back-to-back with that much pace against Sacramento, I can't back Phoenix. It's either Detroit or pass. Monty coming back to the Valley. I forgot about I- that, too. I know that they're playing. They played earlier this season. That's back when they, this Pistons team was on a historic losing streak, and Killian Hayes was a part of the roster. I mean, I would, I would love for Cade to play this game to make me feel better about this. But I've seen this this Pistons team go cover double digits and win without Cade. So we're just going to trust them. They've this won each of the last two. They've won each of the last uh, three games that Cade has not played in. For the record. Damn, really? Yeah. Wow. There's, there's a whole separate conversation to be had about Cade, uh, which I'm not going to get into now because we're at the hour and 13 minute mark. I'm not a big Cade guy. Let's put it that way. Interesting. All right. 236 is the total player props. Anything else you want to add to this one? No, not really. If Cade does not play, give me all the Ivy props. And mm-hmm. I like Durant rebounds. And that's basically it. You have anything? Mm, I might be Phoenix, Phoenix might sit some guys. It wouldn't shock me if they sat a guy or two. Yeah. Yeah, it really wouldn't. I mean, like KD, why would you? Up there? Why it wouldn't shock me if KD sat today. And they really don't have the bench depth. Like, no. Shout out to Royce O'Neal though. Had a solid a uh, big three pointer late in that game. I think he played like thirty. He played like thirty minutes last night. I think so, but they got him, and I think he's technically a bench player for them now. But he's he was solid last night. I want to know who to, I'm trying to figure out who to backcourt. I want to back if he doesn't play. It would be Ivy. I mean, you're assuming Sasser gets promoted to the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. So maybe Sasser threes if you're tempted by that. But Ivy should just have the ball in his hands all the time. I think I'll go with Sasser threes because he's okay. uh, when when he was getting minutes, he was just jacking up threes, man. I might go with Sasser threes. I kind of like that look. We'll talk about it later. All right. Let's see here. We have for the next game on the slate, a rematch from last week. The Sacramento Kings are on the road going to play the Denver Nuggets in Denver. Denver is laying five, 229 and a half is total. Injury report here. And we have... Uh, Trey Lyles still has that illness. Didn't play yesterday. We'll see if he plays today. For the Nuggets, Jamal Murray is unlikely to play. KCP unlikely to play. So if Murray's out, are we just blindly taking Yoga's triple-double? Yeah. Okay. I mean, is it even plus money at this point? Why would it be plus money and Murray's out? I don't know why. Uh, it, might, it might be like a slight plus money, like plus 110. But I'll I'll check. 
Uh, yeah. I don't see any props available uh, since they don't they yeah. posted wines yet. But we saw the Kings kill this team. They were actually my lock for Friday. I had the Kings minus one and a half, and they killed the uh, the Nuggets. But it was a bad spot. Denver was in a war against the Lakers the day prior, so mm-hmm. I think it was the Lakers. But the point is, they had a tough. Is game this the revenge game. spot? They're so Sacramento home, was though. just in a war with the Suns the day prior. Now they're yeah. getting <laughs> like it it's, seems it's like the, a perfect it's revenge. Exact role reversal. I, I said a second ago I was going to fade both the Suns and the Kings on Wednesday. Because I just think that emotionally and physically, it took a lot out of them. Sacramento's mm-hmm. falling apart. They're the eighth seed now. Uh, the Mavericks passed them. Oh, so shit. <laughs> I, I think the Kings are going to miss the playoffs. I, I think they're going to lose in the in the play-in bracket, in the play-in tournament. So I don't like this team at all. How do you get 97 points from Fox, Sabonis, and Monk, and you still lose? Sabonis gave you 35, and you still lost. I can't take Sacramento. Give me Denver to bounce back. I think it's a good scheduling spot. I'll take Jokic to have a master class. Yep. Feels very, very chalk, but it's the way to go. It's literally the inverse of that last game. Like they they Sacramento was just in a war. The only thing that would have made this better is if Sacramento won the game. That's the only thing that would have made this better if they mm-hmm. won the game. But they had a lot of guys who played a lot of minutes, and that's a bit of a problem. In altitude, on a back-to-back, in altitude, uh-huh. that that's rough. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, plus travel, too. Yeah. All right. 229 and a half. Player props, anything you want to add? I, I don't have any props listed. They, they haven't listed anything. Oh, yeah. So. We'll see who plays. I think the Jamal Murray stuff is really, but yeah. I still think I mean Jokic is enough for me, honestly. Jokic is enough for me for, for them to somehow, some way find a way to get this done. This is just a really good spot. I'll okay. link to Aaron I'll, I'll link to Aaron Gordon points. If I'm picking Jokic assists, it's gonna be mostly rim running from Gordon and maybe MPJ mm-hmm. threes. So I don't mind looking at uh Gordon to attack the rim, get some free uh, you know, lobs, some free cuts back door. I think he's in line for a decent game. <laughs> Eddie is in the chat talking about out the two lungs burning. <laughs> Eddie is a smoker. I'm telling you, <laughs> like Eddie is a smoker. He'd be on that happy Eddie. <laughs> All right. Los Angeles Clippers on the road going to play the Golden State Warriors. Clippers open up minus one and a half. It's now Warriors minus three. 234 and a half is total. Injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Clippers, no Kawhi. PJ Tucker left the team because he wasn't playing, and Bones Highland not with the team either because he wasn't. I just playing. want to know what happened to his shoes. Oh, he's got a whole house full of them. No, I'm, I'm just saying though, if he left the team, are they still keeping the shoes at the facility? That's a big shoe closet. Oh my! Good question. He probably took them with him. He probably he has an assistant that handles it. You know, probably. he said that he has like he has that house that's like off the reservation somewhere with just shoes in it, and he just tells his assistant, "Hey, can you go in there and get me this, this, and this?" And dude just does it. I wonder how much that pays. Good question. I would one hundred percent do that job. Just go get his shoes for him. Hell yeah, for sure. It's a lot of All shoes right. for a guy that has not played in about two months. Just saying, <laughs> it's a lot of shoes in the closet. Hey man, sneakerhead. All right. Just said at the team facility. He's not he's not playing any of these games. He has way too many pairs of sneakers at the at the facility. Golden State has battled their way back to above five hundred. This might be a playoff team. Woo! 
<laughs> Bro, Scott, I can't take you serious sometimes. Baby. I know. It might be. I can't take you serious. You you literally was just... <sighs> I still think they should have sold this off. Team. They should have sold this team off at the deadline. I still, I'm still committed to that belief, but they're going to go for it. Their schedule is very easy in the second half. So I do think that they're looking at what could be a decent opportunity. The Kings are falling apart. We'll see what happens with the rest of the Western Conference at the bottom. But it's been up in the air. And Golden State's played some good basketball. Uh, they're playing Clay less minutes. I know he was good last game, but Pajemski's mm-hmm. been good. Kaminga's mm-hmm. been great. Draymond's been unbelievable since he came back from suspension. And Curry, we know is Curry. I'm assuming you're taking Golden State. Do you want to take the Clippers without Kawhi? Because I don't. I mean, I'm. My question was, I really, I was really questionable on hey is this team actually really bad without Kawhi or is that just kind of a one-off game where they didn't play well selective recall I think they're a lot worse without Kawhi and it's not even close selective recall though I can pull up the record with Kawhi not playing because he's actually played in a lot of games this season I mean it would it would mean the world for Golden State to to carry this winning streak into the all-star break and not lose that last game but where's stuff be happening before the All Star break? They're two and two without Kawhi. Having said that, the two win the two wins were against the Grizzlies and the Hornets at home. So they were against bottom feeders. They lost by thirty seven to Boston, and they lost by nineteen to OKC. So against two decent teams, they ended up getting run out of the building. Against two bad teams, they won. So I don't know if it tells you anything or not. All right, I'll go Golden State. They've been playing really well. Like it's not, it's not a reluctance in going Golden State. It's just Clippers have not covered the last three games. Kind of feels like they're they're a little bit due, and that would be the motivational factor that they need going into All Star break. Is that hey, Markel Fultz is out. By the way, that's what that notification was. Okay, Markel Fultz is out on Wednesday. So well, you, got, you got me the rebound. So thank you for your service, Markel Fultz. <laughs> I'll go Golden State. I'll go to state. I'm not going to bet this one, but I'm going to go to state. Yeah, two thirty-four and a half player props. What you got? Uh, for the total in this one, it's a bit tricky because Kawhi is such a good defensive player, and he has definitely turned the clock back defensively. So based on that, I he's just so valuable on both sides, though. So you can argue that it helps and hurts the totals because he's good defensively, but he's also their best offensive player. So I I'll think I'm going to lean on total under. <laughs> I think, I think I'm going to lean under here. They faced off three times this season. Two of the three meetings landed exactly at 234. Uh, all mm-hmm. three games went under. I think I'm going to lean under in the spot. It just feels like this line's a little bit high. I think it lands somewhere around like 230, but 234.5 feels a little bit steep. So I'll lean under. Yeah, the Clippers been one of the hottest shooting teams in the league uh, for – a little while now, actually, been one of the better three-point shooting teams, been scoring a bunch of points, but I think it's time for things to, for them to regress in the scoring market just a little bit. This Golden State team has been playing very, very well defensively. 107 to Utah in Utah is pretty fucking good. Uh, 112 to the Suns, 109 to Indiana in Indiana, 104 to Philly, but Philly was kind of missing people, 94 to Brooklyn. Like that, they kind of built their confidence over this run and it's been leaning on the defense. So I'm going to say Draymond. that they just stick Draymond's to that. has been great. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say that they stick to it again. So give me a Clippers team total under. Un, oh, wait. Wrong button. Go back. There we go. 
under one sixteen like and a half. One sixteen, yeah, give or take. One sixteen and a half. There you go. I agree. All right. Uh, any player props? Anything you want to add, or can we move on? Uh, we can move on, but Curry threes. I'm tempted by. I think that James Harden's gonna have the ball in his hands more. Maybe Paul George mm-hmm. threes. George, I think, is gonna be in line for a lot of shot attempts. So no, it's mostly just trying to expect the usual from Golden State, which is Curry having a big game against the Clippers, and probably expecting Harden and Paul George to take almost every shot for this team. So, Baines McDouglas said Draymond PRA. It's been really good. Mm. All right. I don't know about the points, but I don't mind the rebounds and assists. Lock dog underdog contest. For my lock, Utah minus five and a half. This Lakers team fucking sucks. Okay. It's in Utah. Utah's so due. They're so due, and it's before the all-star break. This Lakers team is going without LeBron plus travel on a back-to-back. Like, uh, this is such a spot. Utah is going to drag them. Utah by 10. So Utah minus five and a half. I'm going back to Utah in the well there. For my dog. Man, fuck this shit. I don't know what that means. You going Siakam? What does that mean? Pistons, six to one. Okay. Go out there and get a fucking win. Go get a fucking win, man. Get me closer to that ten and a half win total. Hopefully somebody sits. The 32 good, and 22, somebody spot. might sit. Somebody might sit. It's a back-to-back. They went to war. Went to fucking war. And guess what? I remember a few years ago, somebody on here. It was ironically against the Utah Jazz at that time. That's why I got the, the Pistons jersey. as a huge dog. Took the Pistons as a huge dog, and they came through. It was this exact same line of 6-1. to one. Pistons get it done. Pistons on the money line, 6-1. to one. I'm feeling. I'm feeling spicy today. All right. Uh, for my lock, I'm going to go back to the Cavs game. Give me Mitchell threes. I'll take the over three and a half three-pointers. Tough to go against when Chicago's that bad a guard in the three-point line. You might see Caruso not play, and he's their best defensive player. Uh, but Mitchell for threes, he's gone over quite regularly against the Bulls and just in general over the last couple of games. Uh, to quickly go through those stats once again for Mitchell, uh, just pulling up the threes quickly. Uh, sorry. Uh, so for the threes, Chicago, one of the worst at actually guarding it. He's gone over this number in seven of the last 10, gone over in five of the last six against the Bulls. He's gone over in uh, two of the last three. So I do think that three and a half threes at minus 125 is a good number. I'll go with the over on that for my lock. For my dog, yeah, screw it. Let's have some fun. Give me Hornets money line yes, against the Hawks. Yes, I was Let's hoping so we could parlay them. Yeah, let's parlay him. Uh, it should be fun. I can't trust Atlanta in general. Charlotte's been decent. Uh, they traded away Gordon Hayward. They've won a couple games, beat Indiana, only gave up 102 to the Pacers, which I like. Mm-hmm. Atlanta also has no centers. Uh, Fernando's the only guy they got, but I don't mind Charlotte money line at about plus 220. 20-1. to one. Charlotte and the Pistons, two wins. We just need two wins for 20-1. to one. That's it. Man, if, I can't if back. I can't back outs, Atlanta. If we get some outs on the Pistons on the Sun side, this is going to be a fucking steal. Yeah, because their bench, be. their bench is a little horrid. That is young though. They got they got uh, reinforcements showing up. Gary Harris is out on Wednesday too. Okay. All right. Underdog. 
Let's we'll see. Well, Monopoly and I won yesterday, so hopefully we keep it rolling. All right. Hey. Okay, let's see here. What do we want to throw in underdog today? I like Mitchell threes if you want to start there. Yeah, that was your lot. Let's get that in there. Uh, Well, no, we can't. They don't have threes listed. Do they have points? 28 and a half. I'll take the higher on. Higher on 28 and a half points for Donovan Mitchell today. Where's that Atlanta game? How do we want to back this game today? We got Bay, six and a half rebounds. Could do Richards. Could do Trey Man assists. Do they have Trey Man RA or they only have assists? They do not. Yes, they do have RA, 11. It's at 11. I was hoping it was at 10 and a half. I don't mind it, though. I mean, he had nine rebounds, seven assists last game. And we know Atlanta gives up a ton of points to everybody. Mm-hmm. You want to go with the Trey Man RA? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. RA for Trey Man. We need one more. Well, if DiVincenzo is going to be questionable, do you want to go for like Josh Hart rebounds or something? I could go maybe, for maybe a Josh Hart. rebounds. I could- I could go for a Josh Hart PRA. I could go for anything. He's going to play 40 minutes. That's what I'm saying. He played every minute of the second half against Houston. Uh, well, they don't have anything for Josh Hart listed. Okay. That's unfortunate. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else there is. Do you want a Siakam revenge spot? Um, we could what do else Siakam is there? revenge spot. We could go after Gafford again. But they have Gafford? Uh, no, they don't. I like uh, that's I'm what sorry. I thought. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. No, de- decent uh, where's games don't have hey, where's where's Denver? Is Denver's game up here? That's a good call. Oh, it's not up here. They don't have it either. But I'm trying to think of what else there is because a lot of these games don't have Luca, we can go for uh, Indiana, Toronto. We see points. Let's go with that. We see points in that game. Let's go with that one. So oh, I guess go can... You want to go Halliburton assist? Just play it simple. Oh, yeah. Don't even doubt it. Halliburton assist. 11 and a half. Yeah, so, sure. We have Donovan Mitchell higher 28 and a half points. We have Trey Mann higher 11 rebounds and assists. And we have Tyrese Halliburton higher 11 and a half assists. Put that in the underdog six to one. $50 gets you $300. Make sure you use that promo code NBA SGPN. NBA SGPN for new customers. You can get 100% deposit bonus up to $100 over at Underdog Fantasy. Promo code NBA SGPN. Scott, anything else for people before we get up out of here? Uh, no. Go Pistons, go Hornets. All right. Appreciate that. Go Pistons, go Hornets, man. 20 to 1. Let's fucking go. All right. Let's see. 75 people watching us live right now. Make sure you guys like the video on the way out. 69 in the YouTube chat. Nice. Appreciate it like the video on the way out and for all those that are listening to us wherever you get your podcast make sure that hey five star rating and review appreciate it you can say good things say bad things it's okay but just leave a five star rating and review help us support the show this is a free show so just support the show and help us and help us help you help you help us yeah pretty much all right other than that i have nothing else to say nothing else to do no other way of ending podcast we're just gonna end it like this we are out of here Basketball, get it, get it, get me the ball because I'm gonna go.